0: welcome to treasure valley podcast i'm chuck today's episode is brought to you by lower gentry studios lower gentry studios newest web series canyon county is available right now online well the first episode is so go check it out on youtube lower gentry studios canyon county you should be able to find it you can check out episode one it's about 10 minutes long the subsequent eight episodes should be released sometime in the spring of 2019 Today I sit down with Dylan Wood. Dylan Wood is a Treasure Valley actor and filmmaker. He has a film coming out soon. It's going to be called "The Day Hope Died." It is a spin-off fan fiction film um, in the Superman universe. We talk about filmmaking. We talk about a lot of different stuff. Enjoy the podcast. Camera one, camera two, and the unit is on, so we are recording.
1: Nice. Welcome, Dylan. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Um. I have some questions that I prepared for you. All right, sweet. Um, if you want to start with those, we can, but you also recently finished filming a production that you're going to be releasing.
1: I did, I did. Um, uh,
0: but maybe we should start with one question. All right, because, let's do it. Because I was looking it up. Dylan is not a very common name. It is
1: not, no. How many famous Dylans can you <laughs> come up with off the top of your head? All right. I mean, there's Bob Dylan, last name, but it still counts. Yes. Dylan Manette, or however, the kid on 13 Reasons Why. Okay. Uh I think there's a Dylan O'Brien.
0: Okay. What does Dylan O'Brien do?
1: I think he's some kind of teen heartthrob actor sort of thing. Okay. I think he's in kind of some like not supernatural but something like that. Okay. I swear there's one more. I'm blanking now.
0: It's... There's Dylan McDermott was the one that I looked up. Dylan McDermott. Yeah, he was on uh he was What's... on uh he was on a television show late 90s early 2000s um the practice i think it was called or the oh yep and so he was an actor oh dang or is is okay so okay
1: don't just say his career is dead yeah
0: (laughs) so there there we go so you're not alone you won't be alone up there if you do reach that level of fame
1: (laughs) if i do if i do you know i have three others that i could name i'm sure every other famous dylan is very upset Oh, I'm sure they're definitely, <laughs> definitely just really mad right now,
0: yes, yes, sorry, we apologize if we <laughs> left you out, famous Dylan's yeah. yeah, um so what what's your project that you finished?
1: Um, so it's called the Day Hope Died, okay, it's Scott Grady is directing it. I okay. wrote it, I produced it, and I'm the lead in it. Oh, cool, it's you know, I'm just a narcissist. I have to have every right job on. good, <laughs> so it's a fan film about um. It's a Superman fan film. Basically, after Superman died, Jimmy Olsen is trying to figure out what made Superman so special and a hero, and in the process, he becomes a hero himself. Okay. And so, really, really great crew. I uh, obviously just told you I have Scott Grady directing. I got Tom Sanford as a DP. Okay. Uh, Liam Tain was lights. Cody Newton was there. He brought a bunch of great, great crew members. We had like a 15 to 20-man crew. Oh, dang. Which was amazing. I was expecting like three guys there, and they really had a lot of people and they came together really well. Then Cast, there's me, Lance Thompson, Adam Kersey, Jen Potcher, Sheila An. It was just quite a few more. Um it was just great. Every single person on there just killed it. And I'm really, really proud of what we did. That's I'm awesome! Excited.
0: That's cool. That's cool. That's quite the crew. That's, I know that's a big production. How it, how, long's how long did you shoot, and how long is the gonna the final product gonna be? It's gonna think?
1: be about 14 to 15 minutes probably. Okay. Um, we filmed for a little over a month. So yeah, it wasn't didn't take too long. Okay. Um, yeah, it was pretty. Was
0: it like weekends, evenings type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Weekends,
1: evenings. Um, but yeah, we shot really, really fast. I think me and Scott were really scared. We're just Cause cody's like he's used to doing it so much that he was like oh we're going to do this scene and this scene and this scene and then man's kind of like all right are we actually going to be able to do that and not have people leave <laughs> but everybody just did amazing so
0: yeah it it, it requires so much patience yeah. on the part of mostly the the cast i guess cuz usually crew members it's very easy to stay busy yeah. with all of the different things that are happening but if you're not up on in front of the camera it's a lot of downtime it it really is so those of you that want to act in film it's a lot of waiting just be bring something to keep yourself busy yeah yeah so how long were your days that you were shooting um
1: the weekends were probably like eight to ten hour days and then the weekdays were probably like 4 to 6. Oh wow. So yeah, it wasn't like So did you crazy. do it for like
0: a full 30 days or how many shooting um, days did you have?
1: I think we we had about 7. 7 shooting days? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not bad. No, it wasn't terrible. Like we we moved pretty quick. We got what we wanted. Huh. Scott had just a really clear direction. Him and Tom got together and they're like they're going to be editing as well, so they were mm-hmm. saying these are the shots we're going to need cuz they've both done it. They've done it together. So just like, you know, we're going to get the shots we need. We're going to move on not Make everybody kind of sit here while we take you know all the coverage, five different angles from there there and there. Mm-hmm. so it was great. We moved really quickly. I haven't seen a lot of the footage yet. they're kind of keeping me away from it because oh. I'm so close. Okay. Um, but from what I have seen, every single every single shot is beautiful. Um, all the performances were amazing. cool. so it's gonna be it's gonna be great. What are you gonna do with it? I right now it's just I'm looking at different festivals I'll take it. It's a fan film, so it's a little difficult to be able to figure out who will actually want it mm-hmm. and be able to show it. Beyond anything else, maybe go like Doctor Who velocity route with it, just promote it and put it on YouTube and see what happens. Right on. So yeah,
0: there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, that's, no. That's the route we're going now with the yeah Canyon with the series is just all all online because we spent so much time. Um, and so much money submitting to film festivals and then the lack of input that he gets from so many of them. It's like, w- what am I doing wrong? What am I doing? Right? We don't know.
1: Oh, that's frustrating. Yeah.
0: And so it's like a lot of money in and then we're just like, well, what, we could just show it. We could get more people if we just put it online to watch yeah. it, then wait till the film festivals let us in.
1: I know. I know. And that's something I've thought about too, uh, cause I have another film that I've, I'm editing now that was a 48 Mm -hmm. and I was sort of considering putting it to festivals, but then it's also like, do I want to wait? Do I want to spend that much money versus I know there's a community that will watch it. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of, yeah, like what you're saying, weighing the pros and the cons of like, okay, like with film festivals, there's a chance it does something great and it goes to a big one and you get just a ton of stuff. But then there's also the chance you just spent like a hundred bucks and spent three months of everyone. And you don't
0: know if anybody watched it (laughs) yeah, or who watched it, if anybody did. Totally, totally. So, so what's this? Uh, what can you tell us about the the film that you have coming up? Then the day hope died, right? Was, the day hope died. Yeah, yeah. What can you give away any details about it, or just uh, you'd I, rather not right now?
1: I'm trying to think of what I can give away. Uh, I could say I'm Jimmy Olsen. Okay. I I didn't dye my hair red for it, but but I think I'm okay with that. Okay. They have a. Uh, a lot of different incarnations of Jimmy Olsen right now, so I think I'll be okay.
0: okay. <laughs> what inspired you to write a Superman story?
1: I I just watched uh, Batman vs. Superman, okay. and that was pretty... Disappointed in it? What <laughs> like, I know, it's no, crazy. I, Everyone I, I loved that it, movie,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> it was um, universally yeah, loved. I was I was so sad about because the well that recent trilogy that uh, uh, that was Christian Bale was in um, with uh, no, no, the director slipping Nolan, my name. Uh, Christopher yeah, Christopher Nolan. Nolan. Yeah. Like uh, the first and second movies were amazing to mm. me. The third one, I rewatched it again recently, and I was just kind of like, mm, yeah, that. There's one... a tripod in that. In the actual Blu-ray release in that movie too, where Mm. there's a scene um, where where Catwoman she like leaves, and then she comes back or whatever because they have that weird MacGuffin in there, yeah, where she's like needs to get like her i like the USB stick with like the identity program. It was just like it was just kind of like this like appendix and this like why does this story have to exist inside of the already like chaotic. The world of Gotham City in this in this movie, and then they have that subplot of her trying to get like the 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 MacGuffin, and uh, and so she takes uh, Christian Bale into whatever the headquarters, and as they're like running around in there, Mm -hmm. um, oh no 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 wait maybe it was when he got beat up the first time, so they go in there and then he she double crosses him or whatever for that same MacGuffin, Uh and uh, and there's a tripod. Like, if you watch it really carefully, there's you a tripod. You could see a tripod yeah, in the you, shot. You could see it, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oops, somebody didn't do their job <laughs> in the editing. Oh, no. Yeah. But anyway, I felt like that one was kind of slapped together. Um, but uh, obviously, like, you yeah, know, the new is. the new, uh
1: It was a lot better Batman. than Batman vs Superman. Yes. I, I just watched that movie, and I'm a big Superman fan, which mm-hmm. is, you know, why I wouldn't probably write a film about it if I wasn't. But um, I just felt like Superman was like Batman 2.0 in that movie. And I was just really, really disappointed. I was disappointed in Man of Steel 2. Uh, Man of Steel just kind of depressed me. And I'm just like, huh. what? I didn't like it. I know some people did. That one
0: didn't bother me too much. Really? Okay. But I, it wasn't, I, I don't remember very much of it. I watched it. I'm like, oh, that was fine. Yeah. And I, it's gone now.
1: I just remember feeling like really depressed. And I'm just like, I think I just saw a Batman movie, but he could fly. Oh. So I was like, okay. And then I wrote two actual scripts, and one had Superman as the main character. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I was sort of going over it, and it wasn't super interesting to me. And I also knew, like, special effects-wise, is that would be very difficult with a fan film of zero, like, a very small budget. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, uh, what else could I do? And then I wrote one where Jimmy Olsen was the lead, and he's, like, following, like, after the events of Death of Superman, that comic series, basically, Mm -hmm. and just telling a story and trying to figure out who Superman is, why he was so important. And To me, that one was just a lot stronger, uh, and then also wouldn't need the effects of you know, fine. I've seen a lot of bad fan films where it's just like, okay, it's like you could tell somebody they were, standing like yeah. this and
0: the cameraman shaking the camera, yeah, and
1: then it's just kind of like, eh, eh, eh. and it's like, oh, okay, I guess he's flying, I don't know, but I didn't really want that, so it's, you know, less effects. Uh, I feel like a better story, cool. I worked on it for a Like, I wrote it, I just saw an email that I had sent to a writer friend of mine about two years ago. Oh, wow. So yeah, it's been a long time in uh, pre-production and then Scott really helped me with the script get the strongest out of it and he's a really great writer so I was oh, very that's happy cool. for that.
0: He's he's a good actor too. I he liked is. him uh that Brothers and Badges that was, Did you that was yeah. a, quite the premiere. It was. I was I was super happy. I was really excited for Cody too and to get that many people into that theater is great. It's such a good sign for the possibility of taking a different route to To filmmaking yeah you know and getting some obviously everybody paid five bucks to to get in there it's not like a huge amount of it was decent chunk of change though yeah
1: i mean how many people do we have it was over 100 at least probably 150 200 yeah i would guess it was a lot i was really happy because i was seeing that going out and i'm in it for a tiny bit but i was just seeing that i'm like okay uh like i saw some people were interested i'm like you never know who's actually gonna show up after they're saying they're gonna go and everything So I could be really disappointed if this was like, you know, fifty, forty people, whatever. Then yeah, that many people showed up. Just this huge old line was forming. I'm like, oh dang.
0: Mm -hmm. All right. That was super cool.
1: It was really and good job in it,
0: by the way. Thank you. You had your little tiny part in there. I I did. I did. (laughs) It was well done. Thank you. It was well done. But yeah, I ran into Scott at uh, at uh, Mad Swede after after uh, the screening, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, he was he was. I was let him know that he did such a good job in that that movie. He was. uh, It was really funny too, and it was it was kind of nice. It was refreshing. I mean, it didn't take itself. It didn't take itself too seriously, which is great, especially with indie films, which. Mm
1: -hmm you know, sometimes are a little overly serious and you're just like, okay. And super, a lot of them around here are super dark for some reason, which I never, I haven't completely got. Like some of them are well done and dark and then some of them are just like, they're super dark and disturbing and, you just watch and you're just watching like, why did I just watch that? Like what just happened?
0: It makes you feel not not so good about yourself. No, yeah. no.
1: But yeah, that was a breath of fresh air for me. It was so funny. Had The action was great. Um, I remember being on set and Cody going over it with a bunch of people that hadn't really done action movies and just telling Uh-oh. us how to do it, and
0: was that a lot of practice in the in the blocking? And... It
1: was a decent amount. Yeah, he just really uh, just really told us to so- sell it basically. So mm-hmm. he's like, you know, if you're gonna get hit, act like you really got hit times like two or three is what he said. Yeah, so I was like really really go for it, which was it was a lot of fun. I was always scared I'd miss the mat because okay. so a couple of times when I get thrown in the air. It's like, all right, if I miss the mat, this is really gonna hurt on this concrete floor. <laughs> yeah, it would.
0: Dang. Yeah, we have a we have a fight scene in one of the f- uh, second to last episode of Canyon County, and and uh, we rehearsed it. It's just, it's a little scary sometimes because you don't want people to get hurt, but you yeah. also wanted to make make it look as realistic as possible. So we uh, we rehearsed that thing like uh, for days um, oh, before dang. we actually before we actually filmed it because it was like, what looks good. What camera angles you want, and then maximizing the excitement while minimizing the risk. The risk, yeah, it's tough. I feel that. And so that took a lot of time. And so when we saw Cody's, it was like, wow, that had to have been was a lot of work to get all that that fight coordination down.
1: Yeah, and I mean, like you said, I have a small part in it, so I was really only there a day. But even (laughs) that day, I think we filmed about eight hours. I mean that's it wasn't a big scene or anything, but yeah, it was so much action, so many different cuts and everything that it was like and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to film, but it was also a workout. It was a workout. I think we stopped at like midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Oh wow. On like a Thursday or something. So it's like, oh dang, okay. Just driving home like hel- half
0: asleep. It helps to be in shape too if you're an actor, I it guess. Does. It we, does. <laughs> we had uh, we had this shot that we wanted to get of the uh, of our one of our actors running away. Mm-hmm. And and it's it was a nice shot, but it was like you gotta run like three blocks. Oh damn. and it's gonna take a few takes to get it <laughs> exactly right, you know. Yeah. But uh but yeah, th- those types of things we you don't really think of. It's like, oh, okay, we'll get another take, another take, another take, and you're yeah. like, well, you know, I'm basically doing gymnastics here.
1: I know, and doing it again and again mm-hmm. and again and again. <laughs> just like, please, please let it be done.
0: <laughs> this has to be the one; <laughs> otherwise, I'm just gonna keel over from exhaustion.
1: Yeah, I've been there. I've been there.
0: So, is this? Do you have a lot of action in in your?
1: I don't upcoming? have a ton of action. Okay. I have a few different set pieces that have some action. We. One of the scenes that I can't go into too much detail, but I can say what we did because I thought it was a crazy accomplishment Mm -hmm. is we filmed out in front of the Idaho Hotel okay, out in like that street out there, which is um, between Maine and Idaho, I think, whatever it is. Yeah. So we had this cool, not action exactly, but we kind of, it was a really great angle. We come out of the Idaho Hotel, like show this car over here, have a guy in the car like on the ground, passed out, then go to someone and just like, I'm trying to explain it without giving too much away, which is difficult. Yeah. But, yeah, we go to just basically pan to this kid that just got hit. Um, So, yeah, that one was really – it wasn't so much action, but just what we were able to do and how we were able to move as effectively – not we, it's more the crew was amazing and how effective they were and just – I, I was really proud of the crew that we got and that they, whenever I said an idea or Scott said an idea, there wasn't this thing of like, oh, how are we going to do that? I was just like, all right, let's just good do Let's, let's go figure do it, it out. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So how was it uh, filmed in downtown Boise?
1: It was pretty great. We didn't really get disturbed that much. We had a couple of people come up to us and ask us questions, but yeah. it, it wasn't anything crazy. Nothing crazy happened. Did you call the crazy. police station? And uh, We didn't just because we had no weapons on set. Oh, okay. And we weren't disrupting the flow of traffic or anything. We were just kind of to the sides of the street as much as we could be. And it was later at night, so we didn't call the police. But we also were respectful of everyone there. And if anyone came through, we'd stop production and say, all right, walk through. We don't want to <laughs> block traffic to the building or anything. So,
0: yeah. That's cool. It's yeah. it's so easy to film here I so know. far. I know. I was talking to uh, uh, I think it was Lee or Christy about that, and we just it's just hopefully nobody ruins it.
1: I know. I'm always <laughs> a little scared of that.
0: It's one of these days somebody's going to do something goofy with the camera, and then it's going to be probably no more.
1: Yeah, I'm also just never hoping it's anything to do with me. Of why it gets more <laughs> difficult here? Like it was great until that Dylan kid went and messed it all up. <laughs>
0: Putting the camera in the wrong, wrong places, blocking. No, yeah. but it's, it's. I think it's pretty cheap to get the, the traffic blocked here uh, if it's, you want to. I think It's it, not
1: terrible. I was looking into that. It was more just I hadn't reached out to them. They need at least a month, I believe. When oh. I reached out to them, I think it was like three weeks and they were just like, "All right, you're gonna have to go to like court and talk to a judge." We can't
0: get those cones ready in three weeks. I know, I know. They need we can't the whole accept month. Your, we,
1: can, we can't accept your money. Those cones are in storage. I know. Thirty days. And it's like they're very expensive. You really need to have special ones
0: <laughs> for the specific film b- traffic block cones.
1: Oh yes, oh yes. They're very, very special. Yeah.
0: So, um. Did you learn anything new on this? I learned a lot. (laughs) You said you did an I forty eight previously.
1: I did an I forty eight that I produced. uh, I mean, that was stressful, but every forty eight really is. Mm -hmm. Um, This one was kind of another level because I was forty eights. I think you kind of go into and you're like, okay, it's probably not going to be like this professional grade quality. Everyone realizes we did in forty eight hours. Yeah. This one is like, okay, you know, I had months and months and months of pre production with Scott. We were doing meetings, going over the script, over the locations we wanted, actors we wanted, crew we wanted on this. So it was a lot of stress for me for about like four months, basically four months where I'd go to my like day job. And then right after that, I'd be emailing people or calling people or just going through it, which I'm sure you know pretty well about that. Um, But I mean, really, once I started trusting the crew more, because I at first it was sort of just by myself, which is something I sort of really learned, actually, was your crew is there to support you and not the other way around always. I just always felt kind of like guilty, like I brought them on this. I need uh-huh. to have everything set up before they get here. And then, you know, I have Tom who's so chill and Liam who I've known forever and Scott and even Cody, and Cody especially. And they're just like, yeah, man, like we'll help you out. We'll do whatever you need us to do. If you need us to call someone, we'll call someone. We'll Like like I tell them, this is what we want to do right here at this location. I got it set up. And I'm like, yeah, let's figure it out. Hmm. so it was great. It was great. Nice. We had very, very little drama, which was amazing, huh. And we just moved forward and i'm I think we put out a great product. I'm very, very proud of it, no matter what
0: that's that's cool yeah. I, I haven't uh, like my brother and I and Zoe haven't gotten to the point where. We like to let a lot any of those things go very far with um, other people. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. We kinda just run everything ourselves for the most part. But, you know, it's it, we, we keep everything minimal. Yeah. We try not to be outside, you know, too which... often and, and in environments where we can't get good audio because that just leads to a nightmare in yeah, post production. Which we're doing right now.
1: Oh really? Yeah,
0: we have so, we had we had a few scenes that we just couldn't use any of the live audio. Like mm-hmm. obviously, restaurants—you're not in control of that situation, and, and you know we didn't have any money, so yeah. we're just like, "Hey, can we film in your restaurant?" Sure. Well, yeah. we'll just come by when you're open, and we'll be in this corner and try not to disrupt business too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so so we did that uh, a couple times, but you know, fridges and all that stuff, and AC units and all that noise—it just makes it impossible to use the I know. the dialogue. I, I suppose you'll probably have to ADR a lot of the outside scenes.
1: Yeah, probably, which I'm not looking forward to, but at the same point it's it's kind of part of the business and you gotta get you gotta get used to it. I mean I'd ADR'd everything for uh, Zane, which Zoe was in. Oh yeah, yeah. That was very difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it was probably even more difficult for Johnny and everyone. I was audio oh, mixing yeah. it and figuring that out, and but it's yeah. the,
0: it's not just the voices though. It's like all that yeah. that sound that you don't even realize you're I hearing know. all the time you know yeah um but uh the outside stuff it's at least that's a little bit easier cuz you can throw in some traffic noise and then you don't have to worry about like too many yeah footsteps in there but yeah. i was telling someone i've spent way too much of my life putting footsteps <laughs> into video <laughs> our our first movie we did like we had to film it silently out in the street downtown boise uh-huh. and it was uh two women uh one walking after the other one both of them in high heels okay. and then one high heel like slips off uh-huh. the woman's foot cause she's drinking too much. Right. And so she's uh-huh. walking. And so then I had to like insert like high heel steps and then like foot pad step with opposite high heel and it was just yeah it took me like five hours nobody... to do like to do like one minute of like video yeah
1: nobody probably ever told you that before you said you want no. to be a filmmaker yeah
0: it's like you're gonna be just watching the same thing over and over and over and over oh, again yeah. and inserting footsteps
1: i i have a huge respect for editors now because my 48 film i uh i had to edit, help edit it mm-hmm. and just having to do that and look like go through it again and again and again and, and be like oh, action. And, yeah and it's like oh. we can shave off like this one like .1 of a second that's gonna make it better then you do it and they're just like no that wasn't quite right let's see what we c-. and it's like oh dang. Yeah. It's like that's a rough gig but I mean those guys can do it well. They have my respect.
0: Yeah, it sometimes it does help a lot to to move the film along as much as possible. Yeah. And it's so easy to accidentally have too much dead space in between yeah. in between uh, camera cuts and camera takes. It
1: really is. And people
0: don't necessarily realize that right away because they imagine something in their head, but if you get you know even even doing like those those j cuts where you mm-hmm. start the line before they start speaking, it makes it yeah. so much so much better. It's like unless you intentionally intend to have uh, an empty spot in a film it it really throws a, a loop into the 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 overall vibe and and, yeah. and trying to get like a, a tone across it just slow, grinds it all to a halt
1: you don't realize it all until you're actually there editing even as an actor or a writer or anything you're just like oh whatever and then you actually have to edit and you're just like oh wait it's like this doesn't seem right and i don't know why then somebody you know much smarter than me and actually knows what they're doing is like oh that's because there's like this point one of a second or like this two frames that you it's need like to shave
0: half a second of, of dead air yeah you can't have that half second you just need to go right into the line and that's where you cut it or you cut you, yeah. you start the line and then you cut over mid mid speech
1: and at first you're just like why is this even important nobody's even gonna care and then you watch it again and you're like oh you're right you're now was better whatever it's better
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's always just getting that little bit better each time yeah a little yeah. bit better each time so um i have this this i thought would be an interesting question to, right. to ask you um since your fellow filmmaker, what would you do with an extra thousand bucks if you just got an extra thousand bucks land in your lap? What okay. would you do with it? Um, I guess it doesn't have to be film stuff, but usually when I think about like extra money coming in, I'm like, what am I gonna get with
1: this? It's true, an extra thousand dollars. I mean, honestly, I just feel like I'd try to pay the cast and crew. Oh, right on. Because I think. I Look think at that's, you so generous. I know, I know. Well, I mean, if I'm putting it towards film stuff, I'm gonna mm. be selfish. It's all going to me. But yeah. if I was to put it towards film related, <laughs> I would like to pay the cast and crew. I think it's just was it this just your budget,
0: the one that you just did?
1: It was my budget, which I mean, no one could be paid because it was just all of my money, mm. and I just had to pay locations and like costumes and everything. But um, yeah, if I had a thousand, I think it just really brings up morale all around. Because I've been on paid shoots versus not paid shoots. It's like, you know, when you're getting paid to do it, you can kind of put up with a lot more and you're just like, oh, it's like, okay, it's fine. They're paying me to be here. Whereas, you know, when you're not being paid and they're just kind of messing around and screwing around for like three, four hours, you're just like, okay, this is like my time that I'm not getting back and I'm not being paid for. Let's go. So I I just feel like the entire experience is much smoother being paid, which like I said, this one was very smooth, but at the same time, it's also like my appreciation for your time and talents and not just me saying thank you or anything. It's like, I'm Mm -hmm. actually showing you. Hey, here's money for what you do because you're worth it. Yeah, so, that would
0: be really nice. Yeah. I we want to try to get that get some income rolling through so that we can do that as well cuz it's I mean there's just there's not a lot of paid opportunities yeah. and and I don't know. I think Cody's does some stuff. He does, he does. And uh it it's it seems like a lot of the things that and I only hear this from Zoe she's she, she she's an actress and mm-hmm. so she applies for for parts and things like that that yeah. are paid but usually it's like commercials mm-hmm. and yeah. a lot of times it's from people outside of the state yeah. and so it doesn't necessarily help to make those connections mm-hmm. unless you're willing to relocate
1: yeah 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 which I'm looking at relocating at some point. Where are you just, gonna relocate? Um, possibly Salt Lake. I already have okay. an agent down there, so. Oh, really? Yeah, and there's some stuff. You have an going agent. On. I do. How do you get an agent? Dude, you know I I owe it to Brett Dane. It was his agency, and we were just talking, and I was like, Hey, would you put in a good word? And he did. Oh. Huh. And then he just he just reached out to me. He's like, Hey, if Brett says you're good, I'll take you on. Huh. See, so, it was pretty smooth, but I mean, they just have so many paid. Not a ton, a ton of paid opportunities, but they have Hallmark movies and Disney stuff and oh. uh, Wind River was shot down there. Okay. So I'm like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to go down there, and get some more paid opportunities. Well, it's not too far
0: to drive. I guess you no. could at least like go there and Which, test the waters a little bit. I've
1: done it a couple times. I think it's just easier once you're there and connected, just kind of like here. It's like once you get connected and start like running into people like you and for me, Cody Newton, Scott Grady, April Madsen. Just like then, at that point, opportunities just start falling in your lap. Yeah. Whereas when you're the outsider, it's like I have to work so much harder than you know than someone on the inside does. Which I've kind of been both at some point. It's much nicer to have the connections where they're like, "Hey, I heard about this audition. You'd be great for it. Go for it." Yeah. Versus, you know, you're just like, please let me audition. Please let me audition.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there's a time thing, too, though. It's just like you get, there are so many people that want to yeah. act, especially. I know. And so I, know. I, I think and and a lot of times um, when you run into someone that's never acted before, I think there's an assumption that. It's just natural. Like you just yeah. It's just like a talent that you have or you don't. And yeah. the more time you spend on it, the more seriously people take you. Mm-hmm. And then the more likely they are to, to, get to bring game. you in on their project. And even if it's unpaid, then you get yeah. FaceTime in front of a lot of other people. It's and then just, they recognize you. And then you get yeah. the paid gigs, it seems like.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's about how it works. And it's, it's just something about actually being there, I think. Because right now, it is about a five and a half hour drive. So it's sort of like unless it's a really big thing, then it's hard for me to make like justify going there taking yeah. any time off work or anything or another project up here that I might be casting. I've auditioned a couple of times, gone down there a couple of times. But then the bigger ones are also the ones where you have more and more actors going for it. And then yeah. you have the casting directors who have seen you once versus if you're down there and sort of auditioning constantly, I'm sure I'd run into the same guy again and again. Same as here. because. Yes. You run into the same people all over the place. So are you
0: looking to act? Is that what you like to do I, most?
1: I am. It's mostly acting. Writing would be right up there with it. For me, uh, producing was just kind of a gateway to actually being able to act and have something to I've written be uh, put out there. Got it. So that's not really my passion at all. It's just that for me is work versus yeah. acting and writing is more just like me having a good time. and. Really I don't even think it.
0: about like the production thing yeah you know because like producer is just one of those words that gets thrown around and we don't even think about it but that's just something that you just it's not even like it's just something that you have to do I know I couldn't even imagine having a project and then being like here can you produce this can you get it all ready because it would be like great it would be kind (laughs) of nice yeah and just focus on on one thing but yeah
1: but as indie filmmakers you know you're kind of like director producer editor sound everything yeah but Basically
0: there's anything there's a ton of people here though that are super helpful oh yeah and the the acting talent and I've talked to so many people about this because there's just such a strong um, community theater and theater scene mm-hmm. in this
1: town that the acting is really superb it really is there's it's really stepped up even since I've been here uh, acting I think I think I started about 16 starting to get into stuff mm-hmm. um, so It's six years later now, and just looking around at all the people now. Like, when I was starting, first of all, the projects, there was, like, nothing. I'd find, like, one thing, like, every other month or something. Now it's, like, one thing at least a week for a slow week. And then beyond that, just the actors you run into. There's, like, I know a lot of people around here, and a lot of them are great, but there's some people I work with the first time. Never heard of them before, never seen them around, and I'll just work with them like, dang, this guy or this girl's really, really good yeah it's like, why are they not like in everything
0: <laughs> yeah when we were when we were cast in uh canyon county it was it was uh ridiculous the yeah. amount of turnout that we had oh, because we were we were nervous um, I mean and you came thanks so much I, for coming I did you, you had a speaking role Um yeah. uh, that'll be on episode two Um so when we when we did that we knew that we were going to have a whole bunch of extras and so we did that all in one day all the uh-huh. shooting on one day for that but we, we were worried because you don't know yeah I know and um, we've mostly relied on just connecting with people we knew mm-hmm. up until that point for our other two feature films uh-huh. Like, our first one, we used our friends. Mm -hmm. And then our second one, we used people that, like, they were still our friends, but not as, like connected yeah. you know what i mean it's yeah. not like we hung out with them every day type yeah. of friends and so this one we're like well let's just let's just see what happens and so we threw out the the casting call and it, you know it's like unpaid yeah it might be a lot of time yeah. and we get such a huge like number of people that came and auditioned we, great. we did it at the library like one evening for like three hours or like four hours and it was like back to back like 10 minute auditions for from all these people and it's like what the heck <laughs>
1: It's like you, you know, and they were, were not paying you. right? Yeah, and it was
0: like, and they were all they were all really good. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it, it wasn't was, you know it, there weren't too many people out there that were just like oh I want to act I'm just kind of whimsically going after this It's like wow you can actually like do put it. something into the script. Yeah, so
1: it was the same with us casting uh, for my project. Me and Scott we just took video auditions, but we were pouring over them for I think about three hours for I forget how many roles we had. It was probably eight open. We are probably going over it about three hours and just going back and forth, like, this person's really good, but this person's amazing, and I love how they did this. Mm. So it was like, it's a tough decision, especially when you start really getting to it. Because there's some, sometimes you run into it, and they're just someone who, like you're saying, is new, and you can tell that. And it's sort of like, okay. And then you get someone that's more experienced against someone else that's more experienced, and you're just like, well, I see what they did. I see their take. It's mm-hmm. like, I see their take. They're different. They're both amazing. And it's like, I feel so weird. Picking one over the other because it's like I love both of them, and it's such a rough position to be in. It's a great position to be in mm-hmm. when you actually have two great people, yeah, or three or four or five. But and it makes it's you so feel difficult. like
0: the whole payment thing too. When you're like, uh, I know
1: you're also like, you're it's... so good, you should be making money for this, yeah.
0: You never told me what you would actually do with. Well, I mean, you did. Yeah. you're such a generous guy. But Thanks. what would what would you do with the thousand bucks, though? If I mean, if if you weren't if, giving it away, because like it it away. Would, the charity that was a it, that was a who did that joke? I think it was like Mitch Hedberg or something. Um, yeah, the, he made a joke about the. the uh, now I'm just gonna massacre it. I can't even. <laughs> I'm like stuttering. Let me, let me tell you this joke. Let me give you a five minute explanation before it, and then it's, it's always that way. It, it was like something about it. he got a small piece of uh, of pie of uh, of pie from this pie shop or whatever, and he's I, like, I got like the uh, if you win a million dollars, donate it to charity. Slice, you know.
1: <laughs> it's always that when you're trying to tell a story that you're just like, I have it in my head, and you're like, Hey, I want to tell you this. Ooh. And just look at them like, I, I should, forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> being the fact that I have
0: a podcast, I should probably start to develop that skill a little bit better, but dude, you're gonna we'll get there. You're going to get there. there. <laughs> you're get <laughs> I don't even know what episode this is. This is like 18. So I spent like at least dude. like 20 hours like interviewing oh, people. Dude. So we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. Don't I wait. think it's it what, like, like 10,000 hours, they say, for you to become an expert at something. I think
1: that's it. Yeah. Cool.
0: So 10,000 episodes so That's in. you. 10,001 <laughs> episode. I'm going to be on top of the storytelling aspect.
1: <laughs> They're just like, dang, I wasn't with this entire time, but now he's really good. <laughs>
0: just all, all of a sudden, just 10000 <laughs> right after that one minute mark, after the 10000 hours, he was golden. So uh, do you have a selfish $1,000 expenditure? I mean,
1: the selfish one would be just be a saving, because I am, like I said, <laughs> wanting to move. I know, I... I don't have. A, I didn't realize it,
0: that was going to be the most boring answer ever. I it, thought I'd come up with an interesting question. And just I know.
1: Like, I could come up with something. Interesting. <laughs> I will give it
0: to, away to people that help me or I will save it for a rainy day.
1: Well, not not necessarily a rainy day. Just more like, you know, you're moving away. F- for me, it'd be moving away from a good job and just going out to the unknown, hopefully going full time acting. Being like, you know, uh, having a job that's more flexible, probably less paying than I have now. Mm hmm. So I can go for any audition What's your day job? My day job right now, I work for Bish's RV. Oh, I'm uh okay. I'm the guy that gives the parts out to the techs. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about that. I think at, so. Or, yeah. I think so. See, I mean, it's not like a ton, a ton of money, but it's probably mm. more than I'll make if I want a super flexible job like I'm wanting. So. Yeah. I mean, the thousand would be nice to save. Beyond that, a new car. My car is... Getting up there, so
0: yeah. Oh, down payment maybe. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, like yeah, not I'm a new, new car. I don't but like think you're getting much for a thousand to, bucks.
1: I'd have to like, yeah, down payment or at least a, a couple minutes <laughs> <laughs> It was still a boring, ans- boring <laughs> answer to your question. I'm sorry.
0: That's that's okay. We'll give you ten thousand hours to get this this question answering okay, thing down. Okay. 10, I think th- I can do it. Episode ten thousand and one. We'll both be on top of our game.
1: <laughs> Just bring me back. It's like, have you thought about this this entire yes. time? <laughs>
0: Um here's here's one. Um what's a really bad movie that you love?
1: Really bad movie that I love. I really, really like um uh what is it? X Men Wolverine Origins. Ah I wait, know most wait. people hate it. It's the it's the one where uh they kinda go through Wolverine's backstory and like how he gets the animadium in him.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I most people absolutely hate that movie. That
0: was a bad one, but it had. Yeah. I remember there was like a helicopter fight in that. Was that, that, that was, with the helicopter? Yeah, fight? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's pretty dope. I do remember that helicopter yeah. battle scene where he like takes down a helicopter single handedly.
1: Sick. I mean, honestly, you watch it again, it's like the effects aren't amazing. They're kind of weaker than the first one somehow. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's got some cool actions. So I'm like. I'm down with that. Yeah,
0: I really like the the one. Um, oh, I don't want to give away. I almost gave away a spoiler. Oh, but, but the the most recent one, uh, uh, Logan. Logan, that's amazing. Yeah, that was a good one.
1: Logan's amazing. I yep. freaking love that movie. Yeah,
0: that, they they did well on the well. I really, so I, I really love the first X Men movie and then the, the second one. Yeah. And then after that, it, it petered out. I feel like I had this really? conversation on this podcast before. Sorry for regurgitating material. I'm not 10,000 hours in yet. Don't worry, he'll get it's, that. It's just, he'll well, get it's that. just the superhero movies are so ubiquitous right now. I know. And uh, my brother gave me some information about that. He said that uh, the people that are going to theaters. Most often now are teenagers and so those that's probably true Everybody else has just kind of like petered off and they watch yeah. Netflix at home And, and but yeah. even, I guess Netflix is doing all the Marvel stuff anyway That is true uh, But I, but that's why the, these they're all like PG-13 mm-hmm. superhero related movies except because for Deadpool Except Deadpool's for Deadpool that broke it. I haven't so, seen the
1: second one. Is that how it's pretty good? Yeah, it's I think it's out on DVD now. Oh, okay So yeah. I used to work at a movie theater for about two years. Yeah? So, yeah, I would say that's true You mostly get teenagers and then older people I think it's teenagers and seniors. Would you still eat the popcorn
0: after you've worked at a movie theater?
1: I'll still eat it. Um, I mean, I'm one of the few people that didn't get tired of it. Okay. So I'll still eat it, yeah. I'm fine with that. Did you just get like popcorn, like way too much popcorn all the time? I got free popcorn and free soda, which was bad for my health in a lot of ways. (laughs) (laughs) Just working there like 20 to 30 hours a week because it was part time. But it's like, you know, and it's those slow days when you do nothing for your like eight hour shift, you're just like just sitting there, There's free food right here. Drinking
0: coke and eating popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so expensive? I can't believe people pay that much.
1: Uh well, okay, I can tell you why it's that expensive actually. Oh, it's because they make very very little on the movies themselves. Okay. It's like a gas station where the mm. gas station makes like no money on the gas, they make everything on the food you buy. Uh-huh. So it's the same way with the movie theater. I think 90%, maybe higher of their profit is from concession stand. Wow. They like even Disney, Disney's the worst to movie theaters because I think the first 8 weeks of a Disney movie, 100% of the profits go to Disney. 0% goes to the theater. Wow. And then like after that the theater slowly gets more like when people no longer go to the movie. Yeah. But so that's why the prices are so high cuz they make almost nothing off of the actual movie. Dang.
0: But the theaters are so big. You'd think that it be I know. Th- is it profitable? I think so. I mean, obviously it's profitable. But I mean, it I, has mean, has I wonder to be. how profitable it is if I don't you know. like own cuz is it a chain?
1: It's a chain. The one so, I worked for was Regal. I think there's some small like just privately owned ones, but okay I was Regal so it's a big old chain. I think the biggest in the world or North America at least.
0: Wow. Um so they don't have like say. an individual owner of that theater that buys no, the they, wait, just, they own all of them. The yeah, corporation does dang. they just
1: have a GM who's in charge of it. But huh. yeah it'll be just yeah I think it's I think it's a corporation so it's just stocks and everything. But I guess it's profitable. Huh. I don't know. I mean that popcorn's expensive it's like what ten bucks yeah. I think.
0: It's crazy.
1: I mean, I would assume that it's probably about thirty dollars to, or not thirty dollars, thirty cents to probably buy and make it. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, you're figuring they're getting that kind of profit, and people go to the concession stand, which was weird to me because I usually don't. Because I it's sneak. so expensive, I will sometimes don't don't catch me. Yeah. Anyone who's work at the movie theater that I know, mm. <laughs> um, but I'll sneak some stuff in. But usually, I'm just fine not eating. Um, and so many people go to the concession stand. You'll have huge old lines. And I've had people that would drop 100, 150 bucks. What? Like easily, easily. And they don't even blink an eye. They're just like, okay, yeah. $100 in candy and popcorn? Like, this one guy, because he had a big old family was like around Thanksgiving, he bought two or three large popcorns, like four <laughs> uh, large sodas, <laughs> basically. Like 15 things of candy or something mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like every single family member got a thing of candy, which is like five bucks. Dang. So it's just like, yeah, I've had these people that drop like 100, 150 bucks, not even blink, not even care about it. They're just like, yeah, of course, that's what the price is. It's like and then other people get mad because they you know, spent five bucks or whatever, but...
0: They actually go spend the five and complain to you after they oh, spent no, it? Oh, they'll,
1: no, they'll complain while they're spending it. Yeah. I've had people that are passing over their credit card and like, that's so expensive, that's ridiculous. It's just like, I'm not forcing you to buy it. I don't make anything out <laughs> <after> of this.
0: <laughs> Eat dinner before you come to the theater. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a pro tip right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beforehand. Yeah that, that, yeah, that was that was really cool. I was just thinking about Cody Newton's and that, that many people coming in, too. That must be a private... That's got to be a private theater. I think theater it then.
1: is. What was it? OPC Theater. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure that is. I know it wouldn't be a part of Regal.
0: So yeah. it'd just be it'd be it'd be cool to see more of that stuff happening yeah. because it, it's nice to have like an outlet for your material. Uh, a lot of times I feel like well, actually there's uh, Twin Falls Sandwiches Film Festival is amazing. I've never been. I need to. So um, I definitely recommend that you okay. submit your your work there because um, that one is that one is just super cool. Okay. Um, very fun. Nice. And uh, but, like, other than that, like, uh, Lower Gentry hasn't had any real ability to, to yeah. just to, to do that, like, release yeah. our stuff. And w- we didn't know that it was going to be an issue mm-hmm. because all you do is you hear those stories about, like, Kevin Smith. And you're like, yeah. oh, you go to a film festival and then you're famous. And that's all. Yeah. That's, that's what you do. I mean, that's do. how it works. But no, it doesn't actually. <laughs> I so it's, it'd be nice to have some more, some more alternative routes to be able to screen your no. stuff because, like, right now it seems like it's either online um, but I guess I mean Cody had really successful he showing uh, his. I'm I'm kind of curious how many people are going to come because he's going to do another one. I know in January.
1: I kind of want to go. Yeah, I'm not be... sure if I can or not, but I really want to.
0: Yeah, it'd be cool to, if that if that's another big crew that comes out to that I one know. again. It would be it would be a really good sign that that there are people because I think people do want to watch interesting materials, but there's just so much. It's, like, so much risk, I think, in in doing something original, mm-hmm. and right now the paradigm is they're just cranking out, like, formulaic movies over yeah. and yeah. over and over again.
1: So, yeah, I, I think people want original stuff, and Koji's movie was pretty original. It mm-hmm. wasn't based off anything, which is great, and just, it just had such a interesting tone to it. It was so funny, so fast-paced that you're just like, okay. I'd, like, basically from the, like, first minute I was in, and
0: mm-hmm. that doesn't
1: really happen with movies for me. It'll take take a while to really get into it to take like five ten minutes and you're like okay i'm down with it now but yeah his was just like from the word go you're just like all right i like what he's doing
0: and plus it's cool to be able to see people that you know up i know on the screen, i think you know? I, kn-
1: I think i knew everyone in that movie it's
0: it's, it's there's got to be a, a market there just like community theater but but just for for film screenings I'm, it's just it was just the only problem is is the 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 timetable to turn that kind of material over but if there yeah. are enough of us doing it if we all release something Major once a year. Yeah, that that'd be, be enough true. to keep a theater going. That'd
1: be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, we just need once you could do a month long run with your feature film. And hey. at a theater, and then we just need twelve filmmakers to constantly <laughs> do something every that. year. Oh, there right. go. not hard at all. Not no, at all. <laughs> just going all the time. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna after Canyon County, we're gonna try to do more short stuff and nice. marketing because we haven't. We've done three years now. We've had an hour long project, hour long project, and mm-hmm. this one's gonna be like seventy to ninety minutes. Oh, dang. Yeah, and so yeah. it's just been a grind.
1: Those those shorts are kind of nice. It's really nice to be able to like. Just write something and get it out there quicker. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, a feature you have to write it, you have to go through rewrites, you got to mm-hmm. shoot it, which takes a while, then you have to edit it, which takes even longer. Yeah. And then the shorts, it's just like, you know, you can, it's sort of a smaller space. Like I think, like I was saying, mine was a few months. So versus yours, I'm assuming are much longer than that just because of yeah. the scope of it.
0: We were hoping to get done within a year. So mm-hmm. we originally did the read through it um, at, uh, in January of the script um, mm-hmm. at the, Idaho Indie filmmaker meeting. Oh right right right. Yeah, and so we were hoping to get it all done, but wow. we got we got the first episode done. Okay. So, hey. we are screening tomorrow.
1: Nice, nice. Which and I'm will gonna be there
0: 4 days ago when this airs. <laughs> oh, which Sorry to everyone guess, who missed it. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, it'll be online that first episode will be online. Nice, nice. So, um but yeah, it'll it uh yeah, that that kind of stuff though, we you know, the online thing. Anyway, yeah. that'll okay. be
1: cool. I'm really excited to see it. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I'm
0: excited to see your thing too. Thanks, man. Um, do you want to go uh, like off the beaten path? We've been talking a lot of a lot of movie stuff. I have just yeah. some weird questions on here. I'll,
1: I'll go wherever you want to go.
0: Uh, we can let's keep it let's keep it film related. Okay. Sci-fi or horror?
1: Sci-fi. I don't really like horror. Okay. I,
0: Good answer. Thank you. There's a right answer and a wrong answer. Thank you. The only horror movies I really like
1: are the ones that are, make me
0: laugh a lot.
1: See. I mean, here's the thing. Now is there's actually some good horror movies. Like I saw a Quiet Place and um, Get Out, and to me, those two are just Get amazing movies.
0: What was the What was the one? There's also another really good one where, uh, uh, where where the the bad guy was a sexually transmitted disease. Um, I don't know. I, that was I it. Was really them. awesome. So like these huh. teenagers are like basically like if you sleep with someone and uh-huh. that person then like this monster is like going after them until they sleep with the next person and then if it kills it it goes like go but goes back down the, uh-huh. the line <laughs> it was really awesome it was like you know like this, sex- this STD like analogy but it was an actual monster so like oh, these dang. people were like trying to escape it and then like trying to sleep with somebody so that they wouldn't be chased by the monster oh, what was it called I, mean, I can't remember I'm really bad no at remembering clue. film titles and people's names apparently too because I can come up with Christopher Nolan earlier um,
1: it's okay bud yeah
0: it's okay um um, 10,000 hours, I'll get You're, there. You'll get there. Uh, favorite plot twist? What's your favorite plot twist?
1: I really. I'm going to Fight Club. It's the one that I really just remember oh, a lot. Yeah. I remember just watching that movie. I was supposed to do a scene when I was going to uh, CWI. We were doing a scene of that for an acting class. So I was like, you know, I'll watch the movie, see what they're doing. And I was watching it going through it. I'm just like, okay, this is an interesting movie. And then, yeah, it comes together. I don't want to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen, like, a 20-year-old movie. Yeah. But. Who I, has, you got to see
0: Fight Club. That I is a really I mean, well-done
1: one. I'll just say spoiler alert and just, like, look away for half a second. But, yeah, when uh, Edward Norton's character, yeah, is the same as Brad Pitt's. That yeah. was, like, all right.
0: Yeah. Dang. That was cool. It was really cool. That was a very cool one.
1: It was a cool movie. And then
0: there's yeah. always the Sixth Sense one, which is like the biggest yeah. one ever. Which I haven't which seen you can't... that
1: movie because I already know <laughs> the plot twist. So I'm like, why watch it? You've never seen it. No. Well, well I've known yeah. the plot twist since so I was like five years old. So I'm just like. Yeah, you can't it's like, then. It's kind of weird to watch it.
0: It's, it's, the whole film hinges on on that too yeah. because it's not like i don't know that i don't remember what even happened all Except i remember is the plot twist. twist yeah that's all i got from that film
1: i mean you could go classic with that too and go uh episode five with darth vader being luke's father oh yeah that's true which it's weird because i can't remember a time when i didn't know that but i'm mm. sure like when i was a little kid watching that movie it was like a mind blower and i'm just like what mm-hmm. but then you know I, I can't really remember a time that i didn't know darth vader was luke's father
0: do you have a plot twist in, in yours
1: I don't. I don't have a plot. Or maybe I do. Maybe that's a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> are you getting ideas of what to add? You maybe. Can like, you can just ADR. You can just ADR a, stuff? a plot twist Just off-screen. like one of those uh, what the Japanese cartoons or whatever, the mouse don't see. Yeah, up. <laughs> that,
0: That'll work. Godzilla. No
1: one will be confused. Oh, yeah, Godzilla. That's well, what I am saying. You
0: can just always throw a narrator in. You I, can. Re- I realize that uh, I, I think this is true. Uh-huh. I think sometimes when films don't come together very well, they'll throw the narrator on the top because they realize that what they made doesn't make any sense when it all comes together. And so... It's kind
1: of... That could be true, actually.
0: Yeah, because I was watching... I think it was a Nicolas Cage movie because he does just like everything oh yeah I mean, ever now like it's well, just like in on netflix like direct to netflix films like all the time oh yeah um and I, but i love watching those movies like Nicolas cage to me is just amazing dude uh, i
1: like i like nick cage a lot that's kind of an unpopular opinion now i think a lot of people are down on him but I'm also like he's just kind of interesting to watch. Yeah. I can't really tell if he's a good actor or not, but it's like I'm interested. Yeah. I'll watch
0: him. Totally <laughs> focused on it. But yeah, uh, yeah one of them it, it was like there was this narrator came in or like he was narrating and I was just like, "Whoa, this obviously was because they <laughs> did. They, did, they had to add it in there so that the audience could follow what's happening." I just really I want think.
1: I just really want Scott to be our narrator. <laughs>
0: Just for no reason. There we go. Just narrate. Just just narrate. It. You can add a plot twist in there via the narration. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, and it's like, that didn't even make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> you can just do the director's ex- extended version with that. Just, uh, just the very Olsen, Jimmy Olsen. Just at the very end of the movie, Jimmy Olsen just flies away. Oh, we just like, oh, And then you can Superman get that, the that whole special time. effect thing in, yeah, too. That's... You can
0: learn some After Effects tricks. No, I mean, My very first After Effects work is going to be trying to make somebody fly.
1: Well, we actually we, we do have Chris Phillips on it doing a little bit of After Effects for oh, us. Oh, nice. He's uh, anyone that doesn't know the Doctor Who Velocity guy Oh, who uh, does all the special effects for that. And also, I think, he's a director, too, but he does all the special effects oh, and everything nice. for it. So we're going to have him do a little bit for us. So I mean, he could make me fly. Oh he could yeah, make it believable. Yeah, well then you'd
0: have legitimate. I would. I just, I just was thinking about you getting a learning experience out of it. I don't on want the a learning experience. No. <laughs> so, I, I, do you want to go a totally different direction? Uh, we yeah, we could do it. Okay, what's the coolest dinosaur?
1: Coolest dinosaur? I don't want to be lame and say T. Rex because that's everyone's answer. I mean, Velociraptor is pretty cool. That's kind of also a standard answer, but they are pretty cool.
0: They're also, I think they're way smaller than what they were in Jurassic Park. Oh, were they? Yeah, oh. they're only like they only stand like three feet tall.
1: Dang, do I but, want to change my answer? But,
0: but in Jurassic Park, they made them like eight feet tall because obviously I know. they're more menacing.
1: Yeah, and they really were, and that's why I was picking Velociraptors for Jurassic Park
0: because <laughs> <laughs> they're so smart.
1: They really are clever, girl. Well,
0: yeah. So Velociraptor.
1: I think Velociraptor.
0: Final answer. That's final answer. That's I'm a blocking good one. it in. See, I like Triceratops. And they're pretty cool, specifically from that movie because I remember her squeezing like the sore off the Triceratops tongue, and oh, I remember thinking yeah. like how how uh, awesome that that looked because they they were using practical effects. Yeah. And if you watch that movie again, you can really tell when they were doing CGI because it just di- it, didn't, it didn't it didn't work. work. They maybe they, maybe they've redone it since oh, Blu-ray maybe. releases. I don't Maybe.
1: know. Maybe I haven't watched it for a while either, so I might notice it a lot more now than I did back then.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was talking to somebody too about um, about Star Wars and how you can't you can't get the original trilogy anymore because they've redone it and remade it so many times. I know, you, and it's I really wonder, unfortunate. They'll probably re-release it because doesn't Disney own it so. now?
1: Yeah, they do. So
0: they'll re-release the original trilogy. I want on... them
1: to. That thing where Han doesn't shoot first in the new one. It's so annoying. Like, have you seen the newer versions of it? Um, not recently. Did they do another new version? They s- might have. I
0: saw the one where they insert a job of the hut, and he like steps was, on his that tail. That was the one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But then they have uh, Greedo, like, not shoot for or he ha- they have him do shoot first, mm-hmm. and then they like CG Han's head moving like that, and then just oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like really that's gonna be his response to getting shot. It's just like. Yeah, obviously you missed me. I totally <laughs> dodged it. Come on, guys.
0: Yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> looks
1: so cheesy and bad.
0: Some people, like, he, like George Lucas created something that you sometimes you just got to leave it alone because it's not just yours anymore.
1: I feel like a lot of people do that because I'll see even like J.K. Rowling still talks about Harry Potter so much later. We're still creating new ones now, obviously, but like she would tweet about this stuff and get such a rise out of people by like giving these character details or these plot details away, and it's just like, you wrote that book, like, what, 10 years ago or so now? Maybe even longer than that? It's like, just let it go. Just let everyone have it. You don't have to, like, keep commenting on it. And, yeah, George Lucas did kind of the same thing where he's like, oh, Han didn't shoot first. He's a hero. He wouldn't do that.
0: And then just redid the whole movie. Yeah,
1: you gotta like, let it. Uh, just gotta let it go.
0: Um, who do you pick for the Super Bowl this year?
1: I... I don't watch football. I watch basketball. I watch awesome. a ton of basketball. I don't watch it. Well, football. I was
0: actually hoping that you were watching football because I my fantasy football league fell apart this year oh, really? and I haven't been watching any football. I don't know anything that's um, going on. Obviously it's Sunday right now and we're not watching football. That so. is
1: true. So how big a fans could we really yeah.
0: be? It used to be un-American, but now with the whole kneeling and sitting or whatever oh, yeah. thing, it's it's maybe it's not un-American to be missing football on yeah. Sunday.
1: See, I just never I played basketball growing up. My my right whole on. life, so it's like I watch basketball. I'm obsessed with it. Got Sacramento it. Kings are the team I follow and try to watch every game. Really? Ooh, that's uh, rough, dude. They're doing good this year. Okay, yeah, they're, they're 15 and thir- 13 right now. Yeah. Hopefully, their record hasn't oh, gotten worse by the time this airs.
0: I actually told this anecdote to to Christy Lester, that, that someone I knew carded Mike Bibby when he was when he was the point guard because I worked really? at a bank branch uh-huh. that was uh right next to the 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 center the the. Uh, it's not state. Sleep Center. train
1: now. Yeah, but is but that the Sacramento Kings? Sacramento
0: area? Kings Stadium, I it's, forget what it's called. It
1: was Arco Arena Arco. back in the day, yeah. Oh yeah. So now it was, it's changed like five times.
0: Oh okay. It's still the same arena though, right? Uh, they haven't built anything new I there. I think they
1: they built a new one.
0: Oh, did they? They built a new one Dang. a few
1: years ago, I think.
0: Interesting. So, yeah. I don't understand building new stadiums for teams. It seems like it's such an expense to the city. Sacramento was like but not that big of a town. I know. I really, think they either.
1: Spent, they spent over a billion on it, I think. It was crazy. Dang. But it's supposed to be like the nicest one in the league. So, I'm like, huh. now it's when the Kings. Now they just
0: need some players. <laughs> Easy there. <laughs> <laughs> What's the record? Right
1: now it's 15 and 13. Oh, is it this right? year? This year they've come out. like Every single analyst was like, they're going to be the worst team in the league. They're going to be terrible, and we also don't have our draft pick. Uh-huh. It's like, this is going to be the year where every Sacramento Kings fan just hates themselves. Huh. And they just came out and just, I've actually been doing really well. Hmm. We got De'Aaron Fox, who's amazing. Huh. Buddy Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich. So it's like, I'm like, okay. Marvin Bagley was our pick. He's doing okay. Huh. So, you know, I'm I'm down with it. I'm hoping they don't just, like, the last half of the season just go completely downhill and do the usual Sacramento Kings thing
0: yeah that the back half of the season gets a little bit tough it
1: does and I'm I'm really just fingers crossed and just like I really don't want them just to,
0: <laughs> well they could
1: No, that's that is that, or is that like their ninth or tenth seed then right I think it's they fluctuate between like the eighth and a tenth seed okay but if they win or lose a the game they go like eighth down to tenth yeah like the entire Western Conference right now is insane
0: yeah I don't know what Denver did I don't know. They're up there.
1: It's weird. The entire thing, the only bad team is the Suns. And every other team is just, I think like the the 11th team or something is like four games out from the one spot. So it's like every single one is just right there. So if every team plays with this, it could be down like the last game on the playoff scene.
0: Yeah. But if they're, yeah, if they're eight seed, they're going to be up against the Warriors most likely. And so. Yeah. Unless, so they're going to lose. Unless but. the Warriors have two major players get injured. And even could then, happen. with DeMarcus Cousins coming back, yeah, even with still, two people it That injured, still makes me mad. That really,
1: he was a king for so long, and then he just goes to the Warriors and it's like, what? That's yeah. the weakest move ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant gets a lot of crap, but but that's yeah. that was really bad. Yeah, well, they, just, they're worried. He, he had a really bad injury, though, he right? He did, he did. So they don't know if he's going to be back. He could be yeah. like an, another Derrick Rose.
1: He could be. I'm... I like Boogie. Um, so I'm like, I'm hoping he comes back. I just don't yeah. hope he does well for the Warriors. See, i
0: I really want the Lakers. I like LeBron James a really? lot. And so I really? think that see the thing is, is when I was a kid, I used to not like the Bulls because I lived in Portland.
1: Oh okay. and so
0: like Clyde Drexler was yeah. like the man, you know. Yeah. And so it was just like, and then they always beat the Blazers. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that I think they played him in the finals once and oh, they, did and they, they okay. beat him. Um and then, uh, and so this time I'm like, you know what? I gotta, I just gotta be bandwagon. I just gotta be <laughs> gotta with go LeBron because you gotta look at what he did. Like you yeah. can't, you can't, you can't look at the when Jordan left the Bulls, they went, uh, they went to the playoffs the next year.
1: Yeah, and then when LeBron leaves, they Are, go way, way down.
0: Yeah, one of the worst teams in the Ever. league.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's bad. Minus one guy. To be fair to those teams, it is kind of LeBron's fault that they're so bad because he like. He orchestrates the team to be, like, completely in tune with him because he gets, like, these old aging shooters and these guys that just work off of him. And then he leaves. And then you, when he leaves, you're just like, the roster makes no sense. You're just like, why yeah. did you get all these guys?
0: Love was injured, too, though. So Love, that,
1: yeah, that one. That was pretty bad. I'm hoping Love gets traded. I don't I don't want him to, like, not make the playoffs the next, however long he's in the league. Well, that's what he was doing with Timberwolves I know. anyway. I so. Want him, it's so fun to see him in the playoffs. So I was like, it's nice that he can actually win sometimes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, there we go. We went off on a on a basketball we went tangent. We
1: basketball one, which yeah. I love.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, obviously this year, though, l- unless barring any injuries, it'll probably the be Warriors. the Warriors again. Yeah. That's the frustrating thing. It's annoying. You can't annoying. watch. KB any...
1: might be leaving, though. He, every, I mean, I don't know.
0: Maybe he will. I'm hoping. I think, I think he would. Because... I mean, the comment about standing out in a team yeah. full of all-stars is way more difficult. It, but I yeah. think he's got to be seeing what LeBron James is doing, and he probably wants some of that reputation
1: himself, yeah. I'm guessing. And I'm just saying, he's complimented the Kings quite a few times this season. Oh. So KD to the Kings. Oh, interesting. Very big maybe. <laughs> so you just want probably to How? your team? Probably not. How the, how, are you from Sacramento or what? I'm right around Sacramento originally. Oh, okay. I'm in Comanche, California is where I grew up. Where is that? It's like an hour out of Sacramento. It's Which close way, north or south? Enough. I don't completely know directions because I left when I was like nine. Oh. But it's near Jackson and Lodi, if anyone knows where those okay. places are. At. Those yeah. are the cities that were near us. Got it. Um, but yeah, I grew up around there when they were actually good. Like mm-hmm. 2002 Kings when they had Chris Webber, Mike Bibby. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Asia. So, you know, I've kind of come, gone off the Kings every once Jason in a while. Jason Kidd for a while, too. Jason K- Or Jason Williams, you mean. Jason Williams. I thought yeah. Kidd played for the Kings. I don't think so. I think he oh. was... I mean, kids played for a lot of people. I don't think it was yeah. the Kings, though.
0: Oh, okay. Unless
1: I'm wrong, I could be. Yeah. It's been known to happen.
0: Yeah. Well, he got he got nicked as far as coaching is concerned. He
1: did, which, you know, it's kind of fair. Yeah. It's he did submit some
0: bad calls with the Bucks. A <laughs> little bit. But little it bit. was a really good call to put Giannis in a point guard. That was, was a weird move. That was
1: the one that really paid off for him. Mm. But Six,
0: 11 foot point guard. I
1: know. It's so frustrating to yeah. play him.
0: Um, do you want. Do you want to go down a different road, dude? We can go down. Okay. There. What's the best winter activity in the Treasure Valley?
1: The best winter activity. I mean, I like ice skating. Ice skating's pretty fun.
0: Have you been to the new Caldwell downtown ice skating rink? I
1: haven't. I haven't been there at all. I have. Have you seen
0: the thing? I
1: haven't. I so need it's to like go. They, they like
0: made like a loop, like an outdoor ice skating loop, like really? around downtown Caldwell or something. Oh, I guess. Cool. Yeah. So you can just kind of like skate and. That's really cool. In the downtown area, it's 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 uh, well, we did it. We did a scene in Canyon County down there, and it's they're really like revitalizing the downtown Caldwell.
1: I need to go. I have some friends that work at that movie theater. Um, oh, the Regal. Yeah. Or is it a Regal or a Real? Mm-hmm. I forget oh, now.
0: Real Deluxe it, or something. something it's like a that. Real Deluxe. Yeah. Because it's got I've, like the I guess it's got the recliners or something. Yeah, Doesn't yeah. I've heard cool. it's
1: really nice. So I need to go down there for the movie theater. I need to go go ice skating. That'd be fun. I'm really bad at ice skating. Oh, really? I fall a which lot. You, but I enjoy do it? doing it. But also sledding's really fun around here. If you can just find a hill, get whatever you can to sled down. And
0: <laughs> Yeah, there's not a lot of snow here in the valley. Not like,
1: right now, no. It's not something that... It's not that... snowmageddon anymore. No. Which is... It was strange how quickly it changed.
0: Yeah, that was a good winter. We were Damn. filming uh, We were filming. We Speak.
1: Uh uh-huh.
0: um, And so... uh we had to, when all that snow fell, Mm -hmm. we had to move all of our outdoor shots to the front of the shooting schedule cuz we didn't know how long the snow was going to be around. Oh, dang. For continuity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we had all the we had the entire schedule blocked out and it was over uh, I can't remember like 6 weeks or something like that, like uh-huh. evenings and weekends and stuff. And then we had to scrap it all because like all that yeah. storm hit and then we had to we had to cancel some shooting nights cuz people couldn't physically get around yeah. in town. And then rough. we were driving around in four-wheel drives like picking people up to get to, <laughs> to be able to shoot. Yeah. It was it was pretty wild that was not and then it was 20 below you know and so we were like doing like the the outdoor scenes like just okay another take but it was just like my brother and i, I was getting sound and he was he was running the camera and it was that's, brutal that's over rough. and over and over again but yeah. we got it done that's good we and were it's we were. memorialized now that winter because it's like it's like namp idaho and then it's it's just completely blanketed in snow and it's like It's not usually like this at all. It's like,
1: where were they, Alaska? (laughs) Yeah. We were afraid of that for uh, the movie I was doing the day uh, Hope died. Mm -hmm. We didn't want any snow because we were filming in November. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, around here, it's so unpredictable, too. Like, sometimes it starts filming around Thanksgiving. Other times it's like till Christmas and it doesn't snow till then. It's like, it'd really, really screw us if... We're filming, and then all of a sudden it just starts snowing, and you go from one scene that's sunny and bright, and then it's like, oh, and then there's snow in the next one. How did that work out?
0: Yeah, it's not very easy to shoot during this time of year. No. That's why we did summertime. This, Which is very
1: smart. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was just makes it a little bit easier, unless you're indoors
1: yeah yeah
0: all right i got I got one more question for you all right and this one comes from uh some my friend wes comes up with really interesting questions okay and uh he just like sends them to me to ask ask people when they come on um what makes a memorable experience jeez
1: <laughs> what makes a memorable experience? I think how many laughs you had during it's Really what I judge by a memorable experience, hmm. just how much I'm laughing, having fun, um, whether that's like a social gathering with friends or family or like going roller coasters or whatever. But to me, yeah, that'd be it.
0: So the more you're laughing, the more you're remembering yeah. what's happening.
1: Yeah. What about you over there?
0: Um, well, I, I, uh, I had previously answered this question, but it's like buried at like the two hour mark in our podcast so but uh uh i have a i've studied psychology Uh and so like one of the things that uh uh releases of of stress hormone Uh um any type of emotional like uh reaction Uh um elicits a response in the hippocampus which is responsible for memory okay and so anytime but but that that goes good and bad too Uh you know so like but uh what was uh they they Did make a new drug that if somebody experiences a a traumatic, something traumatic, Mm -hmm. then you can give them this injection and they won't associate, they won't have negative associations with that traumatic experience in the future. So it prevents against, it's like preventative against PTSD because it, because, because the chemical reaction, um, in your brain, I guess, is what wires it to have that anxiety-inducing, um, uh, like future uh-huh. r- when you associate with whatever it is that scared the crap out of you or hurt you or whatever.
1: And dang, that was a yeah. much smarter answer than mine. But
0: <laughs> but laughing
1: too, laughing. <laughs>
0: That's a good one. Awesome. Well, we're at the one-hour mark, Dylan. That's usually the, uh-huh. how long we go. We can keep chatting, but.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm fine with whatever.
0: Okay, cool. Well, let's let's call it and I can have you on again after you do your after you debut your film because we'll right. have to talk about that. That sounds amazing. Thank cool. you, dude. Cool. All right. Have a good one.
1: All right. Thank you, you too.